Well, if you'd open your Bibles to uh, Ephesians 6, 13 through 18, that's what I'm going to be today. Uh, I'm John Sampson. I'm on staff here at church, and um, the reason I'm up here is because of that. I had the uh, privilege to be able to be part of putting that video together, and so uh, it was really uh, awesome to see people willing to share their life change. And uh, as cool as that was, the song itself really fits well with what we're talking about today. And so I just want to kind of recap a couple of the lyrics we had in that. Uh, it talks about, you were the voice in the desert, calling me out in the dead of night, fighting my battles for me, fighting my battles for me. You are my rescue story. Lifted me up from the ashes, carried my soul from death to life. So as we walk with God, we need to constantly remind ourselves that he is truly fighting our battles for us. So last week, Pastor Ryan shared his 30,000-foot view that launched this Battleground series. And by the way, if this is your first experience here at Central, please come back next week. <laughs> Pastor Ryan's way better at this than I am, all right? So just keep that in mind. So... He talked about how we all live in a world at war and it's with spiritual forces. It's the devil and his army. And they really want us to harm ourselves, both physically and emotionally. But if we're a part of God's family, we're equipped to win. We saw in Scripture about the possessed man who had a legion of demons inside of him that immediately submitted to Jesus when he met him. We, too, can tap into Jesus' power when we allow him to be Lord of our lives. The question you might be asking, then, is where do I get that power, and how am I equipped to win? So before I can answer that, first we need to acknowledge that Satan wants us to lose and does everything in his power to make that happen. He wants us to lose. He wants us to dwell on who we were before Jesus came into our lives. And here, I understand that some of you may be kind of new to this Jesus thing, kicking the tires a little bit. I just want you to know that we here at Central are happy to talk to you and help you walk through that process if you have questions. So don't hesitate. But the devil, he's constantly taunting us about our shortcomings, our past sins, and our failures. But we must remember that Jesus has renewed us and changed because of his redeeming work on the cross and his resurrection. He changes us who we are if we'll let him. He changes who we are if we'll let him. That's the key. We need to open our hearts to Jesus and let him lead us. We can't continue to fall back into our own sin patterns and allow Satan to control us. As you saw in the cardboard testimonials, your fellow Jesus followers here at Central showed us that Jesus changed their identity and how Jesus sees them. They are allowing him to work in and through them to experience true life change. So Jesus changed their identity and how he sees them. 
He helped them to experience true life change. So I want to go through a couple of these examples again, just to recap a little bit. Um, you know, this first one, she says, insecure, not good enough. We, we all deal with that, don't we? But then, confident in Jesus' love, found joy. How about this one? Rebellious. We have teenagers here, right? To obedient. How about this? From addicted, destructive, on my way to death. To free, with purpose, on my way to life. Depressed and suicidal. To living and loving. Rage. To found peace in God. And divorced and rejected. To embraced by God's love, remarried ex-wife. Now, to me, God had to be in that one. How many people do you know remarry their ex-wife? It's because God got hold of that relationship. And he helped restore them and heal their lives and their marriage. While it isn't always easy for them in this, in this situation, their faith and their trust in Jesus has really changed the direction of their lives. Did you happen to see mine? Self-righteous. To humbled. Now, needless to say, being self-righteous wasn't one of the brighter spots in my life. When I first came to Christ about 25 years ago, I was really legalistic, rigid, judgmental. My wife would attest that I wasn't very fun to be around. And as a brand new believer, I went overboard and acted like I had to work for my salvation. I didn't really truly understand God's grace. I had this idea that everyone, saved or not, should live this pure and godly life. And when they failed to do so, I judged them hard. I held people to standards that they never even signed up for. And I just wasn't very compassionate to people who didn't know Jesus. In fact, I pretty much kept my distance from them. And while Jesus didn't change my self-righteous ways immediately, over the years I've been confronted, convicted, and broken in my own ways. I'm also thankful that I've had people speak truth into me to help me see the error of my ways. I'm by no means perfect today, but Jesus has definitely changed who I am. So back to the others who are sharing their testimonies. They all trusted God to change them. And they were bold enough to share those changes with us today. When we hand over the reins of our lives to Jesus, we know we're changed because of what Scripture says in 2 Corinthians 5.17. It says, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old is gone. The new life has begun. But even though Christ has made us a new person, sometimes it takes a little time to undo a lifetime of poor decisions, immoral living, and rebellions against God. And unfortunately, there are always consequences to our sins, and they can com complicate our faith journey. We need to completely trust God 
and depend on his strength and wisdom to, as we continue our steps with, with Christ. So God has given us instructions about how we can live for him. Paul talks about putting on the whole armor of God in Ephesians 6, 13 through 18. But before I read that, I just want to share this. Uh, our friend Marlon had uh, heard me talk last night, and he uh, felt like this was an appropriate shirt. So if you can read this or not, it says, don't fight naked. That'll get some people's attention, won't it? But if you flip it over, then you will see that it says, put on the full armor of God. And it goes through all the, uh, the things we're going to talk about here in a second. So reading from Ephesians 6, it says, therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so that you will be able to resist the enemy, Satan, in the time of evil, which is now. Then after the battle, you will be still standing firm. Stand your ground. Put on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you'll be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, the Bible. Pray in all times, in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. So let me stop real quick. Are we praying at all times and on every occasion? I, I'm not, but I need to be. But prayer is our connection to God. And the closer we're connected to him, the better off we'll be. The passage finishes with, stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. You know, I also like how it's paraphrased in the message. And that says, be prepared. You're up against far more than you can handle on your own. Take all the help you can get, every weapon God has issued, so that when it's all over but the shouting, you'll still be on your feet. Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, and salvation are more than words. Learn how to apply them. You'll need them throughout your life. God's word is an indispensable weapon. In the same way, prayer is essential on this, in this ongoing warfare. Pray hard and long. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Keep your eyes open. Keep each other's spirits up so that no one falls behind or drops out. So what are the fiery arrows of the devil that I talked about in that first version? Temptation is one of the devil's primary arrows, something that we all deal with. But obviously there are many other arrows that Satan will shoot at us. But I can't imagine that anybody here doesn't deal with one, some sort of temptation one way or another. The devil is constantly tempting us. And while some temptations may seem innocent enough, we need to remember that a step following Satan is a step away from Jesus. A step following Satan is a step away from Jesus. The devil is clever, crafty, cunning, and relentless in his efforts to shove us into a life of sin and rejection of God. We must understand that 
We're incapable of defending ourselves against the enemy's schemes on our own. We're defenseless if we try to do it ourselves. We need God's supernatural power given through the Holy Spirit to be shielded from Satan's attacks. So before I wrap up, it's a short one. Let's go back to that last verse in the message paraphrase. It said, keep each other's spirits up so that no one falls behind or drops out. So that means we, need to be, we should be praying constantly for each other as well as encouraging and lifting up our fellow believers. We need to remember that we can't take this faith journey alone. We can't. We have to rely on our church family through life groups, growth track, regular weekend worship, and not just really when you feel like it, and even in serving. Events like table time are great opportunities to develop relationships and get to know each other here at Central. Our journey is meant to be shared with our fellow believers in Christ. Ecclesiastes 4.12 says, A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three is even better, for a triple-braided cord is not easily broken. And Jesus told the Apostle Peter, Upon this rock I will build my church, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. That's from Matthew 16 18. As a church, we can tap into the power of God to overcome evil together. So I'll sum it up with this. We're elected by God to be part of his family. We're connected as a body of believers. And we're protected from the enemy by God's powers. So we're elected into his family. We're connected as a body of believers. And we're protected by God from the enemy. So before you go out and enjoy some pancakes after service here, we're giving you plenty of time today. Uh, I just want to listen to this last song we're going to share as it's really a nice summary about how we as a body of believers can be connected through Christ.